Hello, welcome to This Week in Japan. I'm the Gaijin John. I'm the Geek Tom. And together we are Geeks and Gaijins, and we bring you all the local news about which we infuse about the land of the rising sun. And this week, Thomas, we have silent eating, telegrams, metal gear, and apartments for prime ministers. So upscale apartments. Of course. What else would you expect for a prime minister? Well, according to Suga, he he wants something worse. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Quick news update thing that I don't know where to put in the schedule. Yay! Um, <laughs> Maury, Maury has an actual replacement now who's not an awful human being. Well, that we know of. Uh, Thomas, I, don't, I think you could say that about literally all people in politics. Or just all people. I like to add a little flair of mystery to every single comment. I like to add a yet, or a that we know of, just to, you know, to add that flair of drama to everything. Keeps people on their toes. Mm. Yes, so Mori has been replaced by an actual human being, likely. Uh, her name is Seiko Hashimoto. She is a former Olympian herself, and just generally, like, badass person. So, yeah. So hopefully that all goes well, if the Olympics will continue to happen. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's it's hard to tell exactly, and I, I do give my sympathies to her. She's not inherited a fairly comfortable job, and I feel she's going to get a lot of the flack regardless of whether the Olympics go forward or not. So... Uh, well, we, God bless her. <laughs> we might hear some more Olympics news later in the program, but first of all, we have Cute Corner. Aww. Way. Well, Cute Corner this week is a mascot, but first we have to set this up. How are we going to set it up, John? First of all, this is a cute little manga. Well, like four panels. It's not a manga. It's a it's an informational comic strip, uh, released by the city of Kyoto. Which shows people how to eat quietly or eat and not talk. So you are to go out to restaurants, consume, speak in no way, and then go home. It's a revolutionary concept. Yeah. Have these people seen the tube? <laughs> but yeah, I I think it's the implication that because like you can't eat with a mask on, no matter how many Japanese tech billionaires have tried. Uh, that basically, please try and eat silently so you don't spread the rona. And also, our restaurants all, like, stay existing. But there are lots of people who are a bit like, wow, this is a bit weird. Um, yeah, it makes, and makes lots of people not want to go there and feel bad for the restaurants and feel guilty for just talking in public, which is under... Goodness me, what are they going to do with themselves, John, now that they actually have to, you know, do something about the pandemic that's affecting everyone's lives? I think the main issue here is it's putting the, bl it's putting the blame and emphasis for doing stuff about the pandemic onto the people's... On onto people as if they're doing stuff wrong when literally no one in government or in any like official statement is doing anything that is that is true like on its own it seems fairly innocuous like it's a fairly good standard practice but if it's the only avenue of 
virus prevention that's being pursued, it's a little patronising. Yeah. It's a lot patronising, actually. I think that that's the main that's the main issue here because everyone's ah oh, guys, if you just don't talk while you're eating, everything will be fine because Japan's doing so well at dealing with the corona. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't keep a straight face. Mm. There was a a much more fun approach to this, which was by the nearby uh, city of Katsuragi uh, in Nara which is just near Kyoto. And this is uh, Katsuragi's mascot, Renka-chan, um, who is based on the legend of Princess Chujo passed down by the temp- the local temple. Uh, it's basically like a traditional-looking, like, Japanese-looking like princess mascot. Uh, however, this setup, she is in big posters, uh, some of which include... Just the phrase in English. Don't talk. Eat. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking at it, and I think you're not giving the full the full story of what this poster looks like, because true, it has in English "Don't talk." Full stop. Eat exclamation mark. But that is in front of an image of this princess wielding nunchucks in front of a background of fire. <laughs> yeah. It's a very, very different approach to Kyoto. <laughs> Which is, Kyoto's was all like, please, follow these instructions. And, and Nara's going, you will obey or I will break your kneecaps. Um, so, one, these posters are full Japan's feeling of graphic design is my passion. I, I don't want to insult you, Thomas, but I feel like your... <laughs> your thumbnails for our podcast are better than these posters. And I know that's not saying much, but, like... It's like block fun. It's just so strange. I, I can guarantee um, you... After my many years of studying graphic design, I have nothing on the Japanese. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> this is a pun, apparently, for those not familiar with old kung fu movies on Bruce Lee's line. Don't think. Feel. So that that's why the princess has nunchucks. <laughs> oh, I thought she had nunchucks because they would be very useful as chopsticks. <laughs> Maybe so. Someone must have, like, made those. That'd be awful, but yeah. <laughs> Though, if you do want these posters, they can all be downloaded from the city's website for free. Oh, I am sorely tempted. <laughs> New I votes. cover my walls in Renka-chan. <laughs> it's just great. The, the thing is, this isn't patronising. This is just, like... I feel, I just, I feel this mascot. Like, the other one was like, oh, guys, the government says, oh, it's maybe not a good idea to go do this. Oh, oh, you could do this. It's like, no, anime princess tells you to shut up. Oh, dear. But yes, this is the cute corner that is Franka-chan. And that is Katsuragi City in Nara Prefecture. Peace was never an option. <laughs> Okay, but now it's time for Crime Corner, uh, which does not include the crime 
that might occur when Renka-chan comes to break your kneecaps. That would be a crime. Renka-chan is welcome to break my kneecaps. Renka-chan is the law! Thank you, Renka-chan. <laughs> now, it's down to crime. Down to brass taxes. Well, crime. this isn't taxes, this is theft. I want you to tell me what you think immediately when I tell you about this title, which is, from the Tokyo Police, man used telegram to order boy to rob convenience store. <laughs> um, only in Japan would they have the technology to pull off this amazing feat. Every other country in the world has long discarded the telegram, but Japan, no. That's half of Japan's uh, communication is done through telegram. The so. thing is, there are two sides to this, because one, that's not what this title means. It's the instant messaging app Telegram. Oh, well, that's not less interesting. And also there are arguments over what constitutes a boy, because the, the man is 23 and the boy is 19. Um, but because of the way Japanese adult system works, he's technically not an adult till the year he turns 20. However, mm. when the man was arrested, he said he denies the allegations, blah, 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 blah. But this leads me to something I was talking about, which came up in one of my classes, which is telegrams are a thing in Japan. That is, that's real. That part is real. Like actual. <laughs> ah, so I was right. When the teachers told me, like, I thought they were joking. I legitimately thought they were, like, trying to, like, pull my leg in front of the students. <laughs> no, they wouldn't do that, John. Well, I will say this to any international listeners uh, who... Telegram is technically still available in the, in the United States, by the way. 1982. So there was a tele-message service to replace it. But so currently in Japan, you you can send telegrams, and but it is mainly like it is a traditional thing. It is a tradition. What to send telegrams? What? So there's something you send for special occasions such as weddings, funerals, or graduations, and basically what happens... Like greeting cards or postcards or something like kind that. Kind of. So local post offices are offered for them to be printed on, like, special decorated paper and envelopes. So they're not actual telegrams at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you do... I did look up the process of, of uh, how to send a telegram in Japan. You can use the Romanized a alphabet and you can also use kanji. And it costs about... It's It's expensive. Uh, the international telegram is about 3,000 yen, which is about $30. Charge per word, uh, which is the same throughout the world, is 240 yen. So that's about $2 per word. Christ. Yeah, so you can get them on, like, special decorated things. So there's an entire, like, setup. And they do look rather beautiful. So these are, like, a gift telegram services. So essentially what you do is you call them up and you, up, you ask them to send a telegram. So you tell them what you want on it. And then they... <laughs> yep, carry on. You're right there, Thomas. Uh, the sheer audacity to call someone up and demand the type of telegram you want for them. Uh, you're already calling them. Just give your congratulations there. No, you're, no, you're, not, no, you're not calling them. You're, you're calling a courier. 
You're calling the telephone company. Oh, right. Um, so you you dial 115. Telegram Day is celebrated on the 5th of November. So 115. Okay, no, you, you've lost me again. You've lost me again. There's a Telegram Day. Apparently so. There's a Telegram Day in Japan. Okay. Where they celebrate telegrams. So uh, th- these telegrams are sent via modern server networks instead of, like, the electrical wires of telegrams, which hasn't been used since 1962. <laughs> <laughs> then, <laughs> and then, then just printed out with modern printers. <laughs> Why? Okay, so apparently I was reading the international prices. The uh, basic telegram of up to 25 characters is about $4 when ordered online. Uh, <laughs> What's the point of this? So, but it's like a gifting. It's like a gifting basic exchange. So you can get a catalogue of telegram services from NTT East, which is no, which no, serves Tokyo, no, no, the Eastern, no, and Northern Japan. No, uh, no. That catalogue of telegram services is thirty-three pages long. What? So basically, they're accompanied by gifts. That's what it's like an IKEA catalog for gifts to accompany your message. Um, so ones can be like uh, a Hello Kitty doll, like accessory boxes. Some of them like with the telegram on, like engraved on the boxes. Um, you can also get telegrams that come with incense sticks to burn at graves, and. Yeah, because people send them at funerals. And so it's like the New Year's greeting cards that Japan send at the end of the year, says a spokesman for this company. Sure, boss, whatever you say. Uh, Thomas, do you want to guess how many telegrams were sent in Japan in 2012? One million telegrams, John. Times that by ten. Why? Uh, yes, so over 10 million telegrams were sent in 2012. Um, so apparently that tally has been falling by about 10% every year, so I don't know if it's down to about 1 million now. It's basically, it's, it's sending stylish, it's a greeting cards thing that for some reason they call telegrams. Like, this is not actually a telegram. So, it, it's not actual telegram. It's it's not to be confused with actual telegrams, which you could technically still do in Japan. And it's not to be confused with telegram, the messaging service. Yeah. So, there's like three different telegrams running around Japan, all, all pretending to be each other. <sighs> yeah, so this culture is continuing, including one person uh, who's quoted in this article who says, I sent my mother a Doraemon telegram. A 27-year-old Japanese model wrote on her blog for Mother's Day. Um, basically, which and which the stuffed toy comes with a pre-recorded greeting. I see and you have a calorie the recipient mate. for working hard. The thing you're holding now? <laughs> <laughs> good job, Mom. Keep up the good work. Really appreciate all the effort you've been putting in, putting in those extra hours over time. Keep this up and you'll be in for a bonus by the end of next year. 
So telegrams do exist, but they don't, and it's confusing. They just print off. They just send a message and print it off. But some telegram gifts include that I have here from the East Japan Project Collection. There is a bowl that's an iPhone speaker made out of ceramic or walnut. Uh, there are stand-up pens. There is cutlery. There is um, a basket for trifles. A teapot. And a wrapping cloth. Telegrams. <laughs> All very essential items. Indeed. God's sake. Japan, why are you so old? <laughs> but, Thomas, do you know what's also essential so you can keep your stamina full? It's snack break. Drugs? Okay, fine. Uh, this week's snack break, I've actually already posted on the Instagram at the John because I'm a video game nerd. And for those who are our fans of Metal Gear, I see. You might know the one food this could be, especially if you're a fan of uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, and that is Calorie Mate. Calorie Mate. Which is not just the fat guy who encourages you to eat a lot. <laughs> That's me. I'm in this picture. I don't like it. It's basically famous for being outside Japan for being in video games. And it has a very iconic, like, yellow packaging. And also it has, like, English on the outside as well. Like, there's one side entirely in English. A, a brief history of Calorie Mate. Uh, it was released in 1983 is meant to be like a nutritional energy bar. There are also energy like gels like we've had before, like the slurpy gels. And so they they look a bit like shortbread and there are multiple flavors. Oh, the little block that looks like a cookie. Um the first that was released was cheese in 1983. Hell yeah. Then in 1984 they had fruit. Uh. In 1993 we have the classic that I have here, chocolate. Try it, it's pretty good. Hell yes. And then a maple in 2009 and plain. Ooh. And plain in 2014, which I don't know what plain means. Never seen anything like it. Plain? Yeah. So if you're a fan of Metal Gear Solid 3, you can get a chocolate flavoured Calorie Mate block, which for some reason was changed to maple flavour in the 2011 HD re release. Apparently trying to promote maple flavoured Calorie Mate. Um, though it fully restores Naked Snake's stamina, and though the fact the game takes place in 1964, 19 years before Calorie Mate was released. It sounds like a space-age food. Yeah, don't even worry about that, John. Don't even worry about that, John. And there was, there was an entire character apparently talking about the benefits of eating it, including its ability to help maintain a healthy weight. It's just perfect for giving your body the nutrition it needs in combat. It is not, I don't think, I don't have information on whether this was actually sponsored. I feel like it, Yeah. it feels like it ha has to have been, but. It's easy and quick to eat, so it's perfect when you're running late for an important mission in the morning. You honestly can't tell with Kojima games whether he just really, really likes Monster Energy or they actually paid him first. <laughs> yeah, so it's half of it of whether they're just paid or whether it's just like a running joke yeah it's yellow box is just is iconic and it's english side i will now read Ooh, good balanced food calorie mate block 
Calorie Mate block contains a nutritionally balanced source of the energy needed for daily activities. Calorie Mate block is great for people who are always on the go, needing an easy way of consuming energy and nutrition, whether it is for breakfast, work, sports, study, or any busy time. I thought it was any business time then. That's actually... No. That's... John, are you there, John? John! John! So they really, at the end of it, they have a note to ensure freshness. Please eat as soon as possible after opening the package. Uh-oh. However, um... John? The insure they have is the one beginning with an I. Uh, <laughs> so to insure the freshness, as in oh, to pay... Oh, no. As in to insure a car. I was going to say, the English... Hello, yes, I would like to buy one freshness insurance, please. Apparently, I have... That'll be £900 a month, sir. <laughs> I have looked it up. Deal! That it can it can mean insure something against misfortune, like to... It, it's just a very irregular spelling. But, yeah, um, so... It's fine, you got the gist I, of yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's English is actually really, really good, to be honest. Um, but no, I'm going to open it. Ah. Okay, so it's inside my box, which I think cost maybe 200 yen, maybe. 200, 300 yen. Ooh. Um, you get, I think, four sticks of calorie mate that come in two packets. Um, so you can open it. Yeah. And basically, yeah, they're just shortbread fingers. They, I'm, I'm sorry if this was your childhood, but they are just shortbread fingers. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with shortbread fingers. You imagine something exciting within the yellow box that will help you have a healthy lifestyle that you need to ensure. It, it looks quite bulky and a little... I don't know how to put this. Fake? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a prop for a shortbread. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, it does a bit. The thing is, on the outside, it says best before the 11th of 2021. And I, I feel, it feels like the kind of thing that I could leave this for, like, several decades and it'll probably still be fine. That shortbread biscuit will outlast the cockroaches, don't you worry, Sean. <laughs> it feels like the Japanese equivalent of a Twinkie. Yeah. But does it taste like the Japanese equivalent of a Twinkie, John? Let's find out. Indeed. I'm getting a chocolatey smell because it's chocolate flavoured. <gasps> Eat the takimas. God, that's dry. <laughs> oh. Oh, my. Has it refilled your stamina yet, John? <laughs> Christ, it's taking it away. <laughs> So first, it's not actually very sweet. Oh. Um, it, it's just fine. It's chocolate flavoured, um, which you get. But an issue with that is that it looks like a shortbread biscuit. And what most shortbread biscuits do, if they aren't really sweet, is they're really buttery and they're mm. really moist, despite being short. This feels like it has no butter in it whatsoever. So it's just... It just as soon as I bit into it, it, like, sucked all the moisture from my mouth. Lovely. And the inside is, like, crumbly. 
but in like a crumbly that turns to powder, not a crumbly that like makes biscuit. Crumbs. Oh no! And the chocolate flavour is a bit like that of cocoa powder. You imagine this feels like a recipe that someone did make in the 1980s and they haven't changed it since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so one of these sticks is 100 calories. Um, I'm, I might just finish this stick, but no. it Yeah, it's, it's not... I will say I have... Spoilers, I have eaten the maple-flavoured one before, and I think I've eaten the cheese one as well. And those were not as bad as this. The maple one was, like, relatively sweet, and it was just like a sweet, like a slightly sweet-tasting shortbread. I don't remember the texture being so bad, so I don't know whether it's part of the chocolate, whether it's just the flavour of the cocoa powder mixing with, like, it being so dry. I expected better calorie, mate. I feel like I'm talking to my mate Calorie. Once again, the Scottish do it better. It is growing on me. And I can imagine, like, if you were a child, like, if you're just a child and you got one of these, you'd, like, be, oh, my God! And also, it's the kind of thing that will, like, fill... It will fill you up. Because it is... It's obviously just condensed stuff. (laughs) What I do recommend, though, is that you don't... Don't get the chocolate flavour. Disappointing, really. Oh, well, at least there's cheese. Though it is filled with vitamins and minerals and blah de blah de blah uh, So I'm afraid that snack was about as satisfying as Metal Gear Solid's ending. You seem to know a lot about Japan, don't you? Damn, we're just coming for Kojima today. I'll let him cry into his millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> Into his autographed pillow that says Hideo Kojima. <laughs> a Hideo Kojima pillow. <laughs> by Hideo Kojima. Sound provided by Hideo Kojima. Oh dear. Mm. It's one of those things that's so dry, I'm going to have like bits of that in my mouth for the rest of the podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah. Why is this so iconic? <laughs> there, are, there must be Japanese people listening to this and going, Why are you eating that crap? <laughs> it was in the video game. I love Japan. Maybe you should maybe you should wash it down with a can of Monster Energy drink. That will get you all the uh, hydration you need, John. That sounds foul. Maybe that's that was the secret all along. That was what Kojima was trying to tell us. Though apparently that calorie mate, there is also a canned drink of it as well. Called Calorie Mate Can. Oh my! Well, that's the next week's snack break sorted. Then the follow-up: Calorie Mate Two, Calorie Can. To be honest, I think like the jelly packet might be nicer because it's not just going to be so dry. That's the biggest problem there. Like there are so many much, there are so much more nicer shortbread style biscuits than that. Yeah. But regardless, it's on to our final section of the show, which is the Japanese government is weird still, because nothing's happening in Japan, guys. <laughs> Everyone's just waiting to be vaccinated, and all like the vaccine people are saying, just wait a bit longer, wait a bit longer. So the like none of the fun stuff is happening, just the depressing stuff, or just the boring things. I literally haven't left the prefecture or the neighbouring prefecture in an entire year, 
My fun now is going to art museums. I am 23 years old. <laughs> but quickly, talking about my neighboring prefecture, uh, it is the governor of that prefecture. This is Shimane Prefecture. Uh, and it's uh, Governor Tatsuya Mariyama says he plans on withdrawing any torch relay events from his prefecture because the Olympics seem like a pretty dumb idea at this point. Oh, well, that's going to scupper some people's plans, I'm sure. Sir, would you like to come on to the podcast? Because <laughs> I, assume, I assume you are listening because we are the only source of true news for the anti-Olympics Japan resistance. How's your English? Our, Jap- our Japanese is awful, so uh, it's going to be a very it's difficult interview. Hi. So, essentially, Mariama commented that he believes that the Tokyo Olympics should be cancelled if the coronavirus situation doesn't improve, which it looks like it won't because Japan is, like, still going, oh, well, vaccinations have started, but, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a while until we get, like, properly into it, and, yeah. Um, and, and so... So when stuff will happen, nobody knows. Um, and so the governor has also said that he he would cancel the torch relay events in Shimane Prefecture if the situation doesn't improve. Now, the torch relay starts in March. This was the same torch relay that Maury said, oh, you should get celebrities to run, uh, but just get them to run in isolated areas so they don't attract crowds. The thing is, though, I do understand why Shimane is so, like, scared of there being, like, an epidemic of new coronavirus cases around Japan. uh, Because currently Tokyo has about 108,000. Shimane has 287. Uh, Tottori, my prefecture, and Shimane, the two neighboring prefectures, are basically, we are the two most isolated and least populated prefectures in Japan. And so I can understand that... The idea that he doesn't want just people to come to Shimane from miles and miles around. And this has, of course, gathered loads of mixed opinions. But no, I support him. There we go. Put my put my flag down. This is where we fight. We should cancel all the... Just cancel the Olympics, guys. Delay it. Delay it. Do, do, please. This is coming completely out of the blue for you, John. This is completely out of character. I never thought oh, you would say something like this, something so controversial. Well, I will say I'll release on podcast air now. Ooh. Uh, my current plan currently is to leave Japan around August time uh, to come back to the UK. Um, whether that will end up happening, God only knows. See what happens. See the state of the world six months ago. See the state the state of the world in six months who who on earth knows um so technically i should want the olympics to be happening because i should want to be able to experience the olympics in japan <laughs> like that was an entire that was like one of the big things oh come come to japan i can get to teach lessons about the olympics i even i've prepared and taught lessons about the olympics assuming they were going to happen we did entire lessons i made on the paralympics I should want it to happen before I leave, but I want Japan to have a successful Olympics that the Japanese people are able to be proud of and enjoy. And right now, it's just, it's not happening. And I say that as someone who went to the 2012 Olympics, like, and at the age of, like, 15, and I remember it as one of the fondest memories from my childhood. Uh, 
But yeah, just makes me sad. Your granny didn't die of coronavirus after the uh, 2012 Olympics, so there's that to consider in this situation. Yes, no, exactly. That 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 was. Please listen to Thomas for the actual point and not me just rambling. Uh, yeah. Uh, That's a change of pace. That's never happened before. <laughs> and of course, the man in charge of this all is Suga. Suga Lin. Yoshihide Suga. Suga Yoshihide. The Prime Minister of Japan. And our sweet Suga Day. The thing is, Suga has brought, like, even more bad attention in the news. God damn it, man. somehow even more. You had, like, two whole weeks where Mori was attracting all the headlines, and now you're straight back onto your old bullshit. Part of it being the fact that his son, uh, this is an ongoing thing, that lots of ministry officials are found to have been dining with his son, who's not an official part of the government, and basically giving the company where... Suga's eldest son works, uh, loads of fancy dinners and etc. etc. Which, because I come from the UK, is totally fine, and I don't think <laughs> that we should call for their resignation because of it. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know, calling for resignation is just something that the British people don't want to see, John. There's no, there's no reason to ever do that, and I imagine the Japanese people feel the same. There's nothing wrong with this sort of mixture of family and politics. I th- there's never been an example in recent history of that being a bad thing. This is again a like a British Twitter slash news reference, but but this is more fun and more dumb. Uh, so one of the <laughs> weirdest things that Suga has been criticised for currently is that he commutes to his office. Okay, you're going to have to explain that one to me, John, because I'm not quite getting it. So Suga, since he came into power last year, since he became prime minister, he has not moved in to the official residence, like the equivalent of number 10 Downing Street, the White House, etc. He's not actually living there. He lives at an apartment block nearby. Okay. So this is an apartment complex that it seem is like where a bunch of the members of parliament like live. So it's like a members of parliament frat house. Oh, God. Oh, I'm immediately against it. Make it stop. Oh. <laughs> and apparently it is a whole 250 metres from the office, which is where the official residence is, uh, to this apartment complex. So it's not far. Do we have a reason why he's chosen not to move into the official residence? Not really. <laughs> he just doesn't feel like it. Uh, so the main, like, theorised idea is that Semi blaming his wife? Ugh. Basically saying that Suga speculated he is unwilling to move as his wife, Mariko, wishes to remain out the spotlight. And apparently, so by going to live in this place, that it would put her more in the spotlight? Um, I feel like if that was your intention, you wouldn't immediately throw her under the bus for the slightest bit of criticism levied against you. I mean, <laughs> if everyone's going, hey, why don't you move into the into the uh, important building? You go, oh, I can't do that because my wife doesn't want any attention being put her way. You've kind of defeated the purpose of the exercise. He does live in the apartment with his, with his wife. And when he became chief cabinet secretary in 2012, he, there was a proper residence for that, but he decided to stay in the apartment as well. So this is not 
like super unusual for him. Apparently his wife has been cooking all his meals when he's not been dining out at dinner parties. But so the it, because of the earthquake because of the large earthquake um this has basically come into the forefront because people basically calling him selfish because you obviously don't have all the setup to be prime minister in his apartment and you have to basically walk the 2-3 minutes to his office if there's ever a crisis. Uh, to which one of the main critics, including um, an ex-Prime Minister, uh, said, a minute or two means a lot when it comes to crisis management. Mm. Um, Noda, the ex-Prime Minister, also warned that an earthquake could damage the roads in the capital and therefore take more than 20 minutes for Suga to get to the office, even though it is so close. Which, which it does... So there are elements of this that does make sense. Um, though Suga has just said that he is prepared to respond to crisis even in the current situation. And I feel like this is the weirdest indictment showing that Japan might finally accept working from home. <laughs> oh, dear. Is it bad that I'm imag- is uh, I'm now imagining Suga on like an international G7 like Zoom call with a cat? Like with a cat filter on. <laughs> Neko Janai. <laughs> I am the Prime Minister of Japan. I'm not a cat. <laughs> uh, I can I can see that. Bail blame his wife again. So all he said is just because I'm I'm living in an apartment, it doesn't mean I cannot fulfill my responsibilities as Prime Minister. However, uh, not many people are also talking about the residence itself, which has over 5,000 square metres of floor space. Uh, so I looked it up. It is about the equivalent or maybe even bigger than the White House. What? Yeah, and it also has a resident physician when it's occupied. And even without, even without anyone living there, uh, for the fiscal year of 2020... So Abe, obviously, if they're for part of that, um, it has maintenance fees totaling 160 million yen. That's over one and a half million dollars. Is that place just constantly falling apart? Uh, no, I think it's just the amount. It will probably include like staff and everything. Apparently, he's used this official residence for when he's doing teleconferences or like proper briefings. But yeah, it's it's just weird that is one of the things i do like about the uk is just like nope what do you do when you're prime minister you live in a victorian building well you're supposed to live in a victorian <laughs> building you still have like three different houses dotted around the country and two apartments in europe but well Su- well suga does as well like suga does as well maybe not the apartments in europe but because they are they are all members of parliament or at least they're supposed to be um they do they do have houses and stuff in the places they represent Oh, it is super modern, and it's... So it might just be... So the official residence might actually just... It's basically where he lives, and also, like, the office as well. So I am I think mm. parallels to the White House are much more equivalent, whereas I, Downing Street is much... Downing Street is much smaller. Downing Street is a private residence and partially office, whereas you have all the cabinet offices that surround Downing Street. Okay, so Downing Street is actually only about a thousand meters square-ish. 
I think, because I could only find it in feet. <laughs> so Downing Street is a Downing Street is a fifth the size of the White House. And we are 50th the amount of the importance that we think we are. Oh. Clearly what we need is a bigger private residence for the Prime Minister. And that will get us the importance we think we deserve. Political power is the exact, actually directly tied to the size of the place that the old leader lives in. Is that, is that why we loved Elvis so much? <laughs> He's the king, baby. That's all for us this week. It's been a bit of a strange podcast today, but thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on all the good places that you can find podcasts. If you can't find us there, please email us, geeksandgaijins at gmail.com. Uh, you can, of course, find me on Twitter and Instagram at John or at JohnCombi. And you can find us, Geeks and Gaijins, on Twitter and Facebook and generally everything else. If you have a complaint, probably send it to Twitter. Or if you have a question... Probably Twitter. Thomas is on there a lot. Hello, it's me. Yes. Feel free to send questions to us soon. Uh, preferably whilst John is still in Japan, because I feel like he probably isn't going to have so much fun answering them once he's left the country. I will keep on answering them, though, because I've been living here for a long time. And also then, well, longer than you. Yeah. Longer than me, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, he's definitely been in Japan longer than I have, so he's more qualified to answer your questions. If you have been living in Japan for longer than me, please disregard that previous comment. Uh, we can also be found on our YouTube page where Thomas also uploads everything and also has some rather lovely video essays as well about anime. And you can also find us on Twitch. We are Geeks and Gaijins on Twitch. We have been making our way very slowly through Danganronpa V3. Uh, yeah, and we're trying, though the world is busy and so are we at the moment. But yeah. Well, uh, thank you all for listening to this, our 69th episode. Haha, ha, nice. Uh, as you can tell, we did nothing special to celebrate the occasion because that's just how we roll. Uh, I hope you're all doing very well. And Thomas didn't tell me about it beforehand. <laughs> I sent you all the information you needed to know. Uh, I hope you're all doing well. Uh, my love and support to anyone living in Texas who are, or has friends and family in Texas at the moment. God bless you all. And uh, I hope we'll see you next week. Because we will see you next week in Japan. Bye-bye. <laughs>